Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. Are you ready to get into the Word again? Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, as we continue in our Back to the Basics series about the elementary principles of Christ. Hebrews 6, 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, And this we will do if God permits. And we've been talking about seven foundation stones because out of the six we just mentioned, I added the cornerstone of Jesus Christ in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. Then we have repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And these are what I call the foundation stones or the elementary principles for us to have a firm foundation in the Word of God, to stand up to the storms and the difficulties in life. If we're strong in three areas, in our heart, in what we believe, in our words, in what we say, and in our works, in what we do, then we will be established. We'll have a settled, stable, and spiritual condition in our lives to walk with the Lord on the earth. Amen? In our last message, we finished up discussing about the four New Testament baptisms, and just to remind you, That was the baptism of repentance, which brings you, and the baptism into the body, which joins you, the baptism in water, which shows you, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or fire, which empowers you. Now today, we're going to start discussing the laying on of hands. Now why is the laying on of hands a doctrine? Why not call it the doctrine of healing, or the doctrine of blessing, or the doctrine of inauguration, or another word for that could be ordination, or the doctrine of imparting wisdom, which we'll see is one purpose for the laying on of hands. Well, the laying on of hands is a doctrine because it's the transfer of power to accomplish healing, blessing, ordination, imparting wisdom, and much more. I found 10 purposes for the doctrine of laying on of hands in the Bible. The first one that I found was to bless your children and grandchildren. Yes, we can lay hands on our children to bless them and our grandchildren. In Genesis chapter 48, verses 14 through 16, it says, Then Israel, and that we know is Jacob, he stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. 
And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. You see, Israel was the grandfather of Ephraim and Manasseh, and he was placing a blessing on them by the laying on of hands. It was a generational blessing. Really cool. The second purpose for the laying on of hands is to separate ministers unto the Lord, and I'm going to add the third, and to give offerings to the Lord. We find both in Numbers chapter 8, verses 10 through 14. So you shall bring the Levites before the Lord, and the children of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord like a wave offering from the children of Israel, that they may perform the work of the Lord. Then the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the young bulls, which is the offering. And you shall offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. And you shall stand the Levites before Aaron and his sons and then offer them like a wave offering to the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the children of Israel and the Levites shall be mine. What we see here, it's a laying on of hands on the ministers or the Levites to separate them unto the Lord for the work of the Lord. And when they gave the offering of the bulls, they laid their hands on them and blessed that offering for the work of the Lord too. The fourth is to ordain someone into the ministry. We find that in Numbers 27, verses 18 through 23. And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and inaugurate him in their sight. Now, a word that we understand instead of inaugurate would be to ordain. Verse 20, And you shall give some of your authority to him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. So there was a transfer of authority in that too. Verse 21, He shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire before the Lord for him by the judgment of the Urim. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, he and all the children of Israel with him, all the congregation. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation. And he laid hands on him and inaugurated, or we could say ordained, him, just as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. The fifth way, or the fifth purpose of laying on of hands, is to impart the spirit of wisdom. We find that in Deuteronomy 34 and 9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. That's a neat thing to know, that if we ever lack wisdom of any kind, we can have somebody lay hands on us and pray for us for that wisdom. That's scriptural. The sixth way or purpose of laying on of hands is to bless children. Now, we talked about blessing children and grandchildren earlier, but this is in a general way. In Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16, it says, Then they, or the parents, 
brought the little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And verse 16, he took them up in his arms. He laid his hands on them and blessed them. This is a great story because the parents brought their children to Jesus that he might bless them. The disciples rebuked them. They didn't understand this principle of the laying on of hands to bless children. But Jesus did. He took them up in his arms. He laid his hands on them and blessed them. That's a great thing to know. We can do that at our church. We can do that at home. We should be doing that regularly, laying our hands on our children and praying a blessing over them. The seventh purpose for the laying on of hands is to heal the sick. Luke 4.40 says, When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. It doesn't even mention that he prayed. All it says is he laid his hands on them, and they got healed. Very, very interesting. Mark sixteen seventeen through 18 directs us to do the same thing. Verse 17, And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Here we go. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. That's why we do it at church. We lay hands on the sick so they can recover, and it works. Number eight, we can use the laying on of hands to perform miracles. In Acts nineteen eleven through 12, it says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Wow. Imagine that, laying hands on handkerchiefs, praying over them, the anointing of healing going into those handkerchiefs, then someone taking those handkerchiefs to the sick, putting them on the sick, and the sick getting healed. That is absolutely amazing. The ninth purpose for laying on of hands is to stir up spiritual gifts. Paul, in speaking to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6-7, through 7, he says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And finally, the tenth way I find in the Bible for the laying on of hands is to minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19, 6, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Isn't that wild? The Holy Spirit baptism can be transferred to a person through the laying on of hands. And in 1 Timothy 5.22, there is one direction about the laying on of hands that's important. He says, Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. Well, what does this mean? Because we are instructed to lay hands on the sick. We're instructed to lay hands on and bless people. But here it says, Lay hands suddenly on no man. I believe that's referring to the laying on of hands for ordination. The King James Bible Commentary says this, the charging of God's servants is important. Thus, ordination must not be an impulsive act. Lay hands suddenly on no man or hastily. Many have been ordained too young or too soon. This could save having to discipline a man later if he's first proved. So the ten purposes for the laying on of hands are, one, to bless your children and grandchildren, two, to separate ministers unto the Lord, three, to give offerings to the Lord, four, 
to ordain someone into the ministry. Five, to impart the spirit of wisdom. Six, to bless children. Seven, to heal the sick. Eight, to perform miracles. Nine, to stir up spiritual gifts. And ten, to minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The laying on of hands transfers a portion of heaven to the earth. And I like what Matthew 6.10 says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't you just love the laying on of hands? I love knowing I can lay hands on my children and bless them. I love knowing that I can heal someone who's sick by laying hands on them and praying the prayer of faith. I like knowing that miracles can be performed through my hands and I can stir up spiritual gifts in others or maybe even myself. What a blessing it is for the doctrine of the laying on of hands. I like the thought of being able to lay hands on my offerings before I give them for a super blessing upon them to do the work of the Lord. The doctrine of the laying on of hands. What a blessing. Well, that's all the time we have today. So I look forward to being with you in my next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue in establishing our foundation with Jesus Christ as our cornerstone. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.